Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I'm a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. And the mission of this podcast is to empower businesswomen to take inspired action to elevate their lives. I'm your host, Melissa, and today we're going to talk about developing your business rules. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Melissa Barker, and I am a business coach who specializes in helping women entrepreneurs master marketing, sales, and scale with total confidence. And this topic has been particularly potent as of lately, particularly when it comes to how to prioritize, how to make decisions within your business. And I know that when most of us hear the term rules or business boundaries, we think of restriction, right? And I want to begin by dispelling the myth that rules are somehow restrictive. I really believe that rules, if done correctly, actually have a number of benefits. Just a few of them include reducing decision fatigue, because when you have clear rules or boundaries for the way that you do business, it makes it really easy to make decisions throughout the day. By having essentially a set of guiding principles that are clearly defined, you no longer have to think or consider when opportunities or questions come up where the answer has already been decided by your rule. Second, it provides consistency. Good rules make it really easy for you to be consistent in the way that you do business so that your clients and other people that you do business with know exactly what to expect from you. And third is that it strengthens your strategies because basically you're bringing more efficiency into the implementation of all the strategic planning when it comes to things like company policies, goal setting, and ultimately you can even strengthen your processes to achieve them. Number four is that it reduces costs, right? In both time and money when you have very clearly defined rules of how you do business. And last but not least, rules actually provide you freedom. Yes, you heard that right. The right kinds of rules actually provide you a lot of freedom within your business. And so this topic of developing rules, I was actually also reminded of this by a fireside chat that I was listening to with Ramit Sethi, who is one of my favorite authors and talks a lot about financial freedom. So essentially in his video, he shared his 10 finance rules in a recent video. And it really reminded me that this is something that we need to talk about because rules are often thought as something that is limiting, but if you make the right kinds of rules, they can actually be unlimiting. And so having business rules for yourself, especially if you're a newer business owner, or even if you've been in business for a while, can be incredibly helpful. So I really encourage you to start thinking about what business rules can you implement for yourself that will help alleviate a lot of internal debates and free you up to focus on the parts of your business that you love. So now I'm gonna share with you essentially five categories of rules or five questions you can ask yourself to start helping you really identify what are some rules that you need to develop. And I'll say this as well, it is likely that you already have a lot of rules internally that maybe you just haven't externalized yet, or you haven't really said them, but you know that this is essentially how you do things or how you do business, 
right? And there's something really powerful about actually writing down what your business rules are. And this is especially important if you ever want to scale your business, right? Because when it's beyond you, when you're not just a solo entrepreneur, when you have people working for you, even on a contract basis, it's really critical that you have very specific rules for the way that you do business. So without further ado, let's get into these questions. Number one is, what are my priorities and how can I turn them into rules? So I'll share with you a couple of mine. One of my primary objectives, priorities, whatever you want to call it, is raising up women in business. My second priority is personal development because I know that when I operate my best, I can serve my clients best. So for me, how this is translated into rules is that essentially, you know, whenever I'm given opportunities for speaking, creating content, and I know that it's going to ultimately serve women in business, I go for it without question because I know that that is a priority for me. And as it relates to personal development, I never hesitate to spend on new books, audiobooks, courses, or conferences that I know can essentially help me become a top performer right? In whatever way that is, because I know that when I'm doing well personally, I do well professionally. So for me, my rules are prioritizing raising up women and prioritizing personal development in whatever that means. The second question to ask yourself is who do I love working with? For me, as I mentioned, I love working with women as well as non-binary folks, and I'm really passionate about anything I can do to help raise up these groups. And so one way I do this is through focusing my efforts on serving women and non-binary business owners. And how does this translate to rules? Well, one of my rules is that I always prioritize working with women and non-binary business owners. And that doesn't mean I have to exclude, you know, men essentially from my clients because I do have male clients. But since this is my rule, it means that my own marketing and efforts are focused directly on marketing to these groups of people. It also means that I prioritize, you know, as I said, events and anything related to getting to connect with these people because these are my people and these are the ones that I want to serve. Number three, what are questions I frequently get asked in my business? So really think about the questions that you get asked frequently, whether that's from other business owners or from clients. And is there a way that you could create a rule for yourself that means you always know the answer to that question? So an example of this might be trades or bartering services. I decided very early on in my business that I would not engage in any trades And this has made it incredibly easy for me to turn down offers with anything to do with trade, essentially without thinking about it, right? And when you have those very clear rules about how you will do things in business, it's not personal. It's absolutely not personal when someone offers me a trade. It's simply, that's not the way I want to do business. And I actually have a whole episode, a podcast episode, dedicated to why I actually recommend against doing bartering or trading services. And a big part of this is that you're not actually having money coming into your business or money exiting, meaning you're not having write-offs. You're also not creating the dynamic where people want to pay you. So there's a number of reasons behind this that I won't get into in this episode, but this is one of my business rules that has served me very well because there is, especially in the Portland market, this really common question of like, oh, can we just do a trade? 
right? And sometimes it makes sense, but more often than not, I find that it can really hurt both businesses and the relationship in the long run. So think about what questions you frequently get asked in your business and how you can create a rule that will not make it personal, but allow you to confidently answer it every single time. Number four, what in my business is critical to do, but I A, don't enjoy doing, B, takes me a long time, and or C, I'm not very good at. So this is a great question to ask yourself because it's a real opportunity to decide what is worth outsourcing. For me, it is 100% worth outsourcing the transcription of these podcasts and turning them into blogs. Now, it's not that I don't enjoy it or I'm an unskilled writer. My background is actually in writing, but it simply takes me a long time. And I know from an SEO standpoint that it's really important to do these things. It's really critical to have a blog going up every week. So it's something I'm going to outsource, right? And now I spend on outsourcing the blog writing without thinking about it. So really asking yourself, what are the things that are critical to your business, but maybe don't need to be done by you. And then you can make a rule around that, that that is something that you decide to receive help on. Number five, what is my current process for onboarding new clients or getting new customers, right? And then ask yourself, how can you create rules to ensure maximum efficiency? So for me, a big change I made in 2019 was that I moved completely over to using scheduling software and booking, or essentially booking software, right? Because I didn't want to continue having back and forth with clients over email, trying to schedule calls, because so much of the work that I do is client-facing and does have to do with being on, well, now Zoom calls 100%, but before it was meeting in person as well. And that switch over to using scheduling software not only saves me time, but it saves the client time as well. So the other thing that I did was I ensured that there were questions in an intake form so that every new client that was using the scheduling software would have to answer the questions about what they want to get out of the session. And that allowed me to also adequately prepare for every single meeting, right? So figuring out what are the rules about how you can make your process more efficient, especially for onboarding new clients. And the other reason I bring this up is now when folks reach out to me and they say, hey, you know, when should I schedule this with you? I always say, hey, go to my Acuity, (laughs) check it out, find a time that works for you and book through that. And I've made it a very clear rule that I will not book with clients over email. They need to use the software because it streamlines the process for both of us and ultimately gives them a better experience as a client. So these are just a few questions and examples to get you thinking about the rules that you can create for yourself in your business. And I really recommend creating at least one rule for each of the categories I just mentioned, which I'll reiterate. First, your priorities, right? How can you create a rule that helps you prioritize more effectively? Second, who do you love working with? And how can you ensure that you are spending your time trying to get those types of clients or that you're prioritizing activities to outreach to them? Number three, review the questions you most frequently get asked and decide if there is a rule that you can make to alleviate decision fatigue every time you get asked that same question. 
Next is your business needs. What are the things that are absolutely essential to doing business? And is there potential to outsource those things? And then finally, review your client process. What are some rules that you can put in place to make yourself more efficient? Now, my hope is by the end of this episode, you see how incredibly powerful business rules are, but also how freeing they are, how much it's going to alleviate all the decision fatigue and really free up your time and money to do the things in your business that matter. So I would love to hear from you about the rules that you have for yourself and your business. So always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and send me a DM, follow me there. I will follow you back. I always follow back listeners. And my Instagram handle is Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S as in Shia, Barker, B-A-R-K-E-R. So Melissa S. Barker on Instagram. And I would love to hear what business rules you have for yourself. So until next time, you badass ladies, keep moving and shaking and check back on the second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.